Well, good morning and welcome everyone. This is your host, James Orr, and today we are going over a, a probably oddly named class for the servingrealestateinvestors.com website. So um, I, I call this class the slow initial growth of starting a real estate investor group. And the thought process was sometimes when we start something that has, I don't know, like a long, slow compounding growth curve, we can be discouraged. And so I was, I was trying to tell you that it was going to take you a little while, probably. I mean, maybe you have different results than what I've had, but uh, it probably will take you a little while to gain some momentum, to get some critical mass going, to really get to the point where your real estate investor group that you're planning on adding massive value to and, and kind of serving. Um, it'll take some time before you get to a point where that is really getting up and running and growing strong. But um, don't be discouraged at the beginning when it takes a while to do that. So that's really what I'm going to cover. So work through the frustration is what I've labeled this, this first slide. So um, I'm going to share with you some of my numbers for starting real estate investor groups um, and I'll share with you the numbers for the primary group that I have. And then there was a period of time when I was growing a bunch of other ones in sort of like cities around my area. And so I have some numbers, growth numbers for those as well that I can share with you. And I didn't continue with those. Um, <laughs> got burned out doing it. But uh, I can share with you at least the numbers that I have. Now. Doing a real estate investor group, starting a group, teaching classes regularly, catering to real estate investors, it does require, uh, in my opinion, consistent work over time. And I will also add that that work is probably worthwhile. And I'll share with you some of my numbers for like this snapshot in time, but I'm going to show you some stats and everything about what was going on. I've since taken sabbatical and I'm uh, probably two steps away from turning in my real estate license, if I had to guess. So I'm going to start with now and show you back to the beginning. So uh, as of right now, this is a little snapshot of our current uh, real estate investor group in Northern Colorado, and it shows you the number of members that we have. So you can see there's number of members, 1655 uh, as of right now, and I've shown you in two spots as to kind of what are things. And this was as of yesterday when I made this class, so you can kind of get a feel for that. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me uh, call for one second. Sorry about that. Had something stuck in my throat. Okay, so uh, total and active as of April 16, 2023. Now, for whatever reason, Meetup had uh, loss of data and they don't have stats going back for the total and active members. Um, you can see that this is their warning from their website right now. So I'll try to show you what I have, but this shows you the growth over time of a group that I wasn't really doing much with since I took sabbatical. So it's probably for the best that I didn't have stats going back here anyway to show you. But you can see that there's linear growth uh, growing the number of members I have. And then the number of active members is down here. And that in my, in my history, my experience is relatively normal. You don't have these super active groups. You see people pop in and out as they are buying rental properties, as their interest waxes and wanes and kind of comes and goes for um, what they're interested in doing as, as far as real estate investing. And some people join the group and never show up to a meeting. And some people join the group and they show up at every meeting. So it's really hard to know exactly what people are going to do. This is sort of like the, the Pareto principle, you know, the 80-20 rule where 
you know, 20% of your results comes from, uh, or 80% of your results comes from 20% of your people. And it's probably even a 80, 20 of the 20% as well. So like, you know, um, whatever that works out to be the uh, four top 4% of your people end up being a significant portion of your stuff. Um, even of the smaller amount. So like there's a couple really hyperactive people in there and you're, you're part of what you're doing is trying to find those. And then there's a secondary group that is active, but not quite as active as the first group. And then there's a large number of people that are not really active at all. And I've seen that play out in both the podcast and the um, kind of like meetup group and just clients in, in general. So this is my kind of numbers for that. This shows you going back uh, three years through yesterday, April 16th, 2023, it shows you the number of people joining the group each, must be month, uh, because it's showing you three years worth of data, and this has got to be about 36 uh, lines that are there. And these are primarily real estate investors that have raised their hand and expressed interest in learning about real estate investing. They're not necessarily clients. A small percentage of them will be interested in becoming clients if I was still working real estate brokerage. Um, and remember, kind of, kind of uh, Gary Keller's 88 or 8 by 8 and then 33 touch. So you reach out to people eight times over eight weeks, which you'll do if you're teaching classes. And then you're basically teaching classes every week. And so you'll have, you know, 52 touches a year, um, you know, because even on holiday weeks, you're going to tell them there's no class this week. But here's a video that you may want to watch if you're, you know, feeling lonely and, 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 and miss uh, the live classes that we're having there. Or remember Larry Kendall's kind of version of, you know, $1,000 per household. So in my mind, these would all count as potential people that you could stay in touch with. Um, you could forward, you could do your eight by eight, then 33 touch. And not every single one of them is going to become a transaction, but a percentage of them will be. Um, and it's a small percentage. And maybe I'll, I'll show you some numbers here um, in a couple slides that'll give you some idea. But what I do want to point out is, you know, a, a group of this size after operating for as long as we have, which I think we started the um, the meetup in 2013. So it's about 10 years at this point for the meetup. And we've done, we were doing meetings before that, just kind of uh, very informally, not like nearly as, you know, formally as I was doing with the uh, the meetup at the time. But you can get a feel for like how many people. So, you know, when a typical, this has got to be, this has got to be months. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, it's probably months is my guess. So in a typical month, you know, we might have, you know, three people, eight people, 13 people, 11 people, 14 people, 16 people, 14 people. Like that's the number of new investors joining the investor club each month. And you could see that it was a little bit busier back here. This was uh, May of 2020. I'm not sure like where the line actually starts. You can get a feel for that. Um, but you can kind of see those numbers here and you can see it growing although much less when I started taking my sabbatical. Uh, and then I started doing a little stuff. I got bored in sabbatical. I started teaching a couple of classes live just to kind of get back in there doing this. And I've been doing a little bit more lately. And so you can kind of see those numbers there to kind of get a feel of the number of joins, member joins you've had doing that. And then to give you a feel of like people RSVPing for classes, because that's a very different number than people joining the group. Joining the group is like joining the mailing list and being notified of upcoming classes and they can attend stuff. These are people that have actually RSVP'd. And for a while during uh, sabbatical, I wasn't even doing live classes. You can kind of see that represented here because there was no class to RSVP to. But you can get a feel. You know, in this case, there's 21 different people RSVP'd, new RSVPs. This one was like 50. 
you know, right here, it's a little less than 40. This one's probably closer to 70. So you can get a feel of like what the number of RSVPs were to a class that we're doing here. And then over here, I'm not even requesting that they RSVP to classes. I'm just saying, sign up for the uh, Zoom call if you want to attend live. You can kind of see all those so you can get a feel for the more recent ones that I'm doing. But even still then, people are RSVPing. So you can get a feel for like the data for that. Okay, so that's RSVPs. So I wanted to give you an idea of like, you know, this is a certain size group for what size marketplace? Because I have a feeling if you start a meetup in Los Angeles, as an example, a very high population sort of city, the number of people coming to your meetup or joining your meetup is going to be very different than if you start a group in, I don't know, like Windsor, Colorado, which is one of the groups I started here and it has really, really small population. So like almost like a, a small town. Uh, but Fort Collins, including all of the metro around the area, was about 280,000 people when I first started the group back in 2013. You could see the population over here. And then now it's just over 350,000 for the entire metro area, not just the city, like the entire area I've worked, like all of Northern Colorado in this area here, it's about 350,000 people. So if you're in a larger city, you may expect your numbers to be a little bit bigger. If you're in a smaller city, you might expect them to be a little bit smaller than that. But one of the reasons why I wanted to give you this, I wanted to show you how effective this can be even in a relatively small market. I mean, I, I would consider our market to be relatively small. Um, and so you can get a feel for that. And I'll show you some of my income numbers here, at least for one year snapshot. I didn't really do analysis for any of the other years, but I had this number from previous analysis I did. So I, I shared those with you here in a second. All right. So this then shows you the growth rate. Um, uh, this happened to be a chart that I had because Meetup doesn't go back beyond three years now. And I happen to have this from a, another presentation I prepared back in 2018. But this is going all the way back to when we started it in 2013. You could see how many people it took to join and then going all the way through to 2018, which is, uh, I don't know, about five years ago at this point. So, you know, about halfway. And, and honestly, this is about the first half life cycle. So we started using Meetup in about 2013. And in the first month we had, whatever this is, 12 people join. So we went from zero to 12. So this is like the, the title of this class is what? The slow growth of, I don't remember what I called it, but the slow growth of starting a real estate investor club. And I want to point out to you that don't get frustrated. I mean, in our first month, we literally had 12 people sign up. In the next month, we had 10. In the next month, I must not have been doing a good job or something. It looks like I had one. The next month I had two. The next month I had 13 or whatever that number is. I had uh, nine the next month and probably eight and probably seven or six or seven, five. I don't know. Like there's not a lot of growth going on. And then I must've got serious about doing some stuff. Maybe I did a little bit of, you know, kind of like posting it to bigger pockets or Craigslist or who knows what I was doing at this time. But we saw an uptick in the number of people starting to come. And there's a certain organic nature to this where, you know, if you think about, if you have a hundred people and on, on average, maybe one person out of 100, I'm making these numbers up, but one person out of 100 refers a new person to you, then for every 100 people, you get a new person coming that month. And so for any given month, if 1% of your people actually start doing it, so once you start getting larger and larger numbers, your organic growth compounds. And if you have 200 members in your group, then you're getting two new members from referrals each month. If you have 500 members, you're getting five new members each month. And so eventually you get to the point where this really starts to snowball and compound on you, just like compound interest, if you're kind of familiar with that concept. And so you can see the growth over time. And so it may seem almost not worth it because this is number of joins. This isn't even number of people that come to the first meeting. This is like 
you know, we put in 12 new people and maybe you have, I don't know, three, four, five show up for a class. So sometimes it's, it's demotivating to have this small number of people. And I want to tell you, it's worth it to push through. It's worth it to get to the point where you have this group size and it becomes much larger for you to do that. So here's like my total numbers, um, total and active members. I'll go over these numbers here in a second. Please don't look over here because you're, you're going to ruin the surprise. But this is showing you how many people were in the group. We started with zero back in uh, April of 2013. And then this is the growth line of how many total members. And so we almost have, it's not quite a thousand at this point. So back in 2018, we had a thousand. And now I think the number is 1655. I showed you on the first slide. So we've added another 655 members in the last five years. So to give you a feel of like what that looked like. And then here's active members, which active members, I believe means that they have attended or RSVP'd for a class. And so while it started off really, really small, it kind of grew to the point where we're getting, I don't know, a little under 200 people, 180 or so, um, becoming active and attending classes and stuff like that. So again, 80-20 rule, you know, 80% um, you know, are not doing anything and 20% are really doing the stuff there. Okay, so based on this point in time, this uh, April of 2018 number, this were my numbers for probably the previous year, right? So leading up to this point, the previous year. So uh, there was about $420,776.55 in gross commission income. There were 42 different checks received. This is real estate commissions. 42 different checks received. Five of them were sellers. One of them was a referral. It was a referral out of a buyer. And 36 were buyers. So that's the 42 different checks coming in. And 33 of them came directly from the investor group. So if you're kind of wondering, is this worth doing? You know, as of five years ago, and, and prices have gone up a lot in the last five years, it's probably, you know, 42, um, you know, 42 transactions. Uh, it's probably over 500,000 now, if I had to guess. I mean, just prices going up is, is what I would say. Um, so you can see, though, that, you know, is this worth doing? And as far as profitability goes, this isn't like you're buying leads from somewhere and having to pay, you know, $250 or you're paying a, you know, a 25% or 30% referral fee to somebody. The profitability of our business was crazy. I mean, we had really low overhead. I worked for my home office. I had one assistant. Um, the, the cost to run the group is, uh, we'll, we'll go over costs in another group, but it's it's got to be, I don't know, either $100 every six months or I think it's $100 every six months, if I had to guess, for running the group. And the podcast is really inexpensive, too. Um, so th this is like really high net take-home business running a business like this. And that's what I want to point out to you. I'm not, and I'm not showing you this to brag. I'm you know, essentially retired at this point. I'm going to hand in my license. But I, I want to show you that it's worth putting in the effort early on to get to this point. And then this becomes a really nice sustainable business where you are catering to a very specific niche. They really love and appreciate the stuff that you do for them because you're adding massive value. You're really serving those investors really, really, really well and catering to what they need and what they want. And you're really growing an audience of people like you're becoming, I don't know, like micro famous is another way of describing it, right? Like you walk around town, hardly anyone knows you unless they're one of these people that are coming to your classes and then they're like, oh, James, your, your classes are great. And, you know, they have a different relationship. I have a good friend of mine now who tells me this all the time. He's like, you know, my relationship with you is very different than your relationship with me, right? You have these limited interactions, but I've listened to, you know, 200, 300 of your classes. So I feel like I know you really, really well. But now, you know, your relationship with me is very different because you don't know me nearly as well as I know you. So it's this kind of interesting thing that happens there.
Okay, so the reason I point that out is I wanted to show you that it's worth working toward. Now, I'm going to show you what starting from nothing looks like so that you don't get frustrated and stop doing it to get to the point where you are, are achieving success. So uh, at one point in time, this must have been um, basically the very beginning of 2018. I thought to myself, I will go hire other real estate agents to work in cities around me. And I'll go start little mini investor clubs and I'll grow them and, and kind of do this. And I eventually got bored and, and didn't like doing it. It's just not, it's not my thing. Uh, I like simplicity at life. Um, but I, this is what I was going to do. And so I started a whole bunch of these little meetups in you know, surrounding cities. And so this is a city of population 65,000 around me. And I went and I started a new meetup. And this shows you the number of new members uh, for a new group for three months. And so when I first started the group, I got like six people to join uh, that week probably another two the week after that, three after that, two, three, 10, and then not a lot of growth going on there. But you could see how many people were active coming to a meeting and how many people we had. So it took me about, I don't know, four months in order to get up to about 35 members in a city with a population of 65,000 to give you a feeling for that. Now, I will tell you, having gone through this myself, that if I didn't know what I know about how profitable a group would be, and how worthwhile it would be to put in the effort to grow this, I would have been frustrated. I would have been like, this is a lot of effort for not a lot of reward. And I probably would have stopped after a meeting or two. But I'm trying to show you that you don't get to here unless you go through this, all right? So this is like one group with 65,000. This is another group with 76,000. I basically, I was going to start in like little cities around me and you know, get a real estate agent who wanted to work that local area. And I never got to that point, but that was my thinking at the time. And maybe you want to do that model. Maybe that's your model for you. And so you can see though, the kind of growth curve and the number of active people, you know, we had um, whatever this is, 16, 17 join that week. We had like five join the week after that. You have like three after here, one, 10. But you know, there are definitely weeks where if you were looking at this, you're like, no one joined. What is going on? Uh, you know, what's happening? And the population of the city was about 77,000 people. So not a lot of population, in my opinion, a relatively small city. Here's another small city around me. Um, this again, different city, new group, it's the same time period. Um, and it shows you we got up to whatever that is, 35 members. And this one, we got up to whatever it is, 42 members. The first one, we got up to 36. So you can see it's, you know, in that 30 to 40 range, this one is a little bit over 50. This uh, city population was over 100,000. And you can see our growth rate for doing that. So uh, the reason why I wanted to show you this, the kind of like, uh, what, what did I call this class? I call this class the, uh, the slow initial growth of starting a real estate investor group. And I think it's appropriately named because this was intended to show you, whoops. This was intended to show you that it takes a lot of effort to grow a group but I hope I've also showed you by sharing my numbers. That's the only reason I share my numbers. I'm not trying to brag. In fact, that, that's not even my income anymore. So I can't even brag. That was like, you know, five years ago. I'm like uh, essentially retired at this point uh, with very different income source than, than, the, uh, than the stuff. It's rental properties and stock market, safe withdrawal rate sort of stuff. Um, but you can see that I think I, I think I pointed out to you that it's worthwhile growing that. And you really focus in on that niche and really grow that niche. Maybe you decide to keep your existing business of working with anybody who comes along or people in your sphere or whatever you want to do. But I do think that focusing in and serving real estate investors and really doing a great job to help them, what that could eventually become for you. You know, the kind of like some of these growth curves for like how many people you have and stuff like that and, and being able to see those 
the, the income numbers, whatever that might be in your marketplace, you know, use your numbers. And of course, I'm not promising you anything. Um, but tomorrow I will share with you uh, a similar presentation, but instead of showing you the numbers for the, for the actual meetup group, I will show you the numbers for the podcast, because I think that is also a very similar thing. And that's something I'm actually doing. I'm still actively doing our podcast. I've started, you know, about 300 different podcasts, um, which I'll share with you some numbers on that. So stay tuned for tomorrow. Hope you guys enjoyed the class. Thanks for coming on live, Tyler. Do appreciate it. Good to see you. And uh, I will talk to you all soon. We're trying to build up. You know, I, I, I'll say one other thing. What I'm doing here with the Serving Real Estate Investor Group is the frustration I think some of you might feel when you start your real estate investor group, right? Yeah, exactly. Tyler said, I'd love to chat more. And, and this is the point though. Like you get, you, you do classes and no one shows up, which I've done for, you know, two weeks now. Um, I think we had one other person, which, you know, yesterday. Yeah, see, and, and Tyler's like, I co-host a group. Exactly. And so the idea though is, you, you go and you do a lot of this effort for very little interaction, very little reward at the be very beginning. But over time, it is so worth it to grow. And, you know, Tyler, I'm sure he says he co-hosts a group. I'm sure I'd love to chat with him about this idea of, of growing groups and like what he's seen, because I'm sure his experience is very different to mine. Right? Like it's, it's probably just different in a lot of ways. But the idea though is like, I could get frustrated and say, I'm just not doing this anymore. It's not worth it. You know, I had one person show up today, but the recording goes into the books. And then people go back and they listen to it. And I think, I hope that they will find it valuable to do stuff. So that's kind of what I would, I would say about that. So hopefully you guys have loved that. Um, yeah, the, Tyler, the same link is for today, buddy. He says, I need a link for tomorrow. The same link as it was today. Oh man, the same link. I'm just trying to schedule it so it goes there. Yeah, exactly. You'll see me tomorrow. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on, uh, Tyler coming on live. And those that listen to the recording after the fact, I do appreciate that. Uh, hopefully we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye for now, everybody.